Oh, wow. Um, it's, uh, it was not, that's not something you want to do because you got to start over. You lose momentum. It's definitely an issue, but that's the woes. If you think they're handing out hundred thousand dollar profit checks just for kicks, you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot straight with you. You need to wake up man. that's not how this works. This is a risk reward, no pain, no gain business, right? You got to be willing to put up with this stuff. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown studios with my executive producer and the soulful sounds of Jonathan Winston. Hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome to another episode of Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. Amazing. I am your executive producer, talking in a smooth video talking voice right now, Jonathan Winston. What's going on, everybody? I am happy to be here. Glad to have you, man. How's life? How's, how's things going? You, you out there living that real estate dream? Uh, you know, man, it's it's a dream and a nightmare all in the same day, man. It's uh, it's all it's good, and when it's good and when it's bad, you know, you just got to uh, toughen up and get through it. So, hey, I'm just waking my way through it, man. It's another day. Love it, man. Hey, I'm glad you brought up Nightmare because today we're going to be discussing Uh-oh. the Springs Hell <laughs> Oh, you guys are in for a treat with this one. Indeed. Now, listen, um, if you are watching the news, have not been living under a rock um, or otherwise are not fully engaged with the real estate market, then you might have heard about hashtag Springs Hellhouse. Go ahead and look that up right now if you haven't yet. It's hashtag Springs Hellhouse. And the story is actually not as cool as the press made it look. But a few months back, um, I guess it was probably June, June, July time frame, a house was listed right here in the Call of Springs market where, uh, for those who don't know, that's where we record the show. That's where I'm from. I went to Liberty High School here in Call of Springs, Colorado, go Lancers, um, class of 95. So I grew up in this town. And anyway, this agent uh, listed this property on Churchill in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So Broadmoor area, pretty executive area, higher end prices, higher end homes. You may have heard about the Broadmoor Resort. We're super popular for that. Uh, great golfing, uh, one of the higher end resorts in, in the country, actually, very European themed. Anyhow, this house was nearby. A bunch of tenants were living in the property. I guess they got evicted. They were, as expected, not super happy about that, right? So they decided they were going to trash this house. Um, they did a lot of ill stuff to this property. They started by spray painting the walls, like, you ain't going to be able to sell this now. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. This was spray right. paint because you don't want to put too many words when you're spray painting because yeah. you run out and they're like, spell check. You can't really do Right. That. There's a lot of stuff they do. And they weren't, they, they misspelled a bunch of stuff, which I found kind of comical. Right. You can see the before pictures. Um, if you go to hashtag Springs Hell House, we posted them all over using that hashtag. You can see the damage they did. They also had some cats. My understanding is, um, one of the residents worked for the Humane Society or something, had a bunch of cats, so you think would be a cat lover, but 
Um, I guess out of being upset with the eviction, they left some cats in the property, like laundry room. The cats unfortunately perished. Um, cruel, cruel people. This is messed up, right? So PETA got involved with that animal cruelty. So this thing just kind of kept getting pushed into the news. And then you'll love this part. They had a freezer in the basement and they filled it with meat. Um, I guess they were, you know, big carnivores. Um, and they left that freezer unplugged with the meat in it for like, you know, six months or a year. It, it smelled pretty bad. Yeah, I was the uh, genius who decided, I think I'm going to open Did you open, open the door? I'm going to open it up and see what it's like. It was That was death. dumb. That was, was dumb. How, how was that experience? Like opening the meat? I did not open the meat freezer because I'm, I'm smarter than that. It was kind of delayed. I was like, I don't know. Man. It's not Maybe so it's bad. Not the, and then it was just like, you know, dead people, zombies. Like, yeah, it was kind of a, yeah. if you were expecting the, horrible, horrible. the second coming, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, needless to say, this thing was a train wreck. Um, and we, we, the property was put on the market for 600000 And listen, I like to go into detail on, our, on our, our famous deals, right? Because I want you guys to understand, I think the numbers are super important, okay? If you are a real estate investor, if you're a wannabe real estate investor, if you're a wholesaler, whatever role you're trying to play on the real estate investment market, you really need to know the numbers. So we are not sharing this stuff to brag, but rather so you understand what the figures are, okay? So the property was listed at $600,000. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that we don't generally do upper-end properties. Our bread and butter as flippers here in the Colorado Springs market, we did 47 flips in the marketplace last year, is the entry-level product, okay? An entry-level for us, and I know it varies based on what part of the country that you're in, but our median price home here in Colorado Springs is like 500000 We try to buy stuff in the 300000 range or even less and sell it for the early fours. That's our general target, okay? But this property made the national news, right? People from all over were coming over Inside Edition did a story on the property. Um, local news came out, did a story on the property. It was it was made a lot of fanfare. And you know, I'm a podcast host, right? So I, I'm I'm attracted to attention. Like I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I want you to listen to the show, that I want you to tell your friends about the show, right? We 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 saw it as an opportunity to boost our celebrity status, right? So the Springs Hell House was not just a flip for us, but rather a great way to get some wonderful media attention and it worked exactly as planned. Okay. So list price six hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Um when I ran my initial assessment of the property, we figured retail was going to be somewhere between seven fifty and seven seventy five. So we put in an offer um, a little lower than the six hundred thousand. I believe we came in at five ninety. We actually did not get the property initially. A neighbor. Uh, also put it in an offer. And because a lot of times people want to work with people they know, they accepted this offer. Turned out the neighbor couldn't actually finance the house, just thought it was a pretty cool idea, just like we did, but couldn't pay for it, right? So that deal falls apart. We get it under contract for five, 590000 We do an inspection. Not that this is a shocker to anybody, but a bunch of problems came back on the inspection, right? We managed to negotiate the property down to $580,000, okay? So the Hell House was acquired for five eighty. dollars Now, that is national news. So, and, and also, 
in most cases, guys, you can find out what somebody paid for a property by going to your local county assessor, uh, prop stream, get, obtain sell, sold data that's on the, uh, not on the MLS anymore, because there's a change there. Yeah. But we're going to so do crazy. a whole show on that, because that's kind of nuts. we got to talk about that. But, um, the, uh, but you can find most property purchase prices are public knowledge okay so we can always find out what if somebody paid for a property so be in public record eventually it might not be as uh, quickly as you might see in, in the mls, MLS right it'll eventually get on there but you will see it on the public records you can go to your county assessor there's a bunch of places where you can look at that data find out what somebody paid for a house okay so five hundred eighty thousand dollars. um we went to work as we always do had contractor problems. I don't want to say like we always do, but in this case, because this was the hell house and there was a great deal of work to be done. We definitely experienced more contractor problems than usual. Um, all said and done, I would say, and, uh, we're going to have Laura on uh, my wife and the designer of the property to go into, uh, go into a little more detail, but all said and done, we spent about a hundred thousand dollars on the remodel the property. Um, so now you're in it for, you know, you got 580 plus about the hundred grand, give or take. So you're 680, 690, um, all said and done to get it done. List of the property at 875. Now, where do we come up with that figure? I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. I knew we weren't going to get 875, but to be frank with you, I was kind of enjoying the press for a while. <laughs> Right. People were coming up to me on Facebook and going, Hey, I saw you on the news for the hell house thing. We were interviewed a couple of times. I figured there might be a crazy buyer who wanted to be as part of the limelight as we did. So maybe I would bait a buyer who was interested in the, the short infamy, the 15 minutes of fame. So we overpriced it. I will also tell you, this is generally not a good practice. Okay. You want to price your house with the market, not ahead of the market. But again, if you're anywhere in the country right now, the market is trending upwards. I figured what the, Hey, let's try it high. Okay. We also hired a really badass staging company. We generally do our own staging. Laura is an incredible interior designer herself in her own room right. Uh, but in this case, we need a lot of furniture. So we brought in a staging company rather than buying all new furniture, spent a great deal on the staging. And once again, if you hashtag Springs Hell House, you can see the final product of the property on 4525 Churchill Court in Caldwell Springs, Colorado, 80906. If I do say so myself, it came out uh, gorgeously. Like the house just looks amazing. Couple that with a bunch of press interviews, people wanting to see the property. The first day of it being listed at 875, I think we clocked 20 showings, 2021 20, showings, give or take. Uh, a lot of tire kickers. A lot of these people, you know, could not afford to buy an $875,000 house, but really wanted to see how the hell house came out, right. you know, which was cool, right? It was kind of cool to invite me through some open houses, got to, you know, hobnob with some people the neighbors came over and saw it because they obviously knew the story because the press had been over there and wanted to see the end product it went pretty well right well um i want to spoil the ending for you it didn't sell for 875 oh. yeah i know we dropped the price a couple of times you went down to, from 875 to 860 860 to 850 before eventually getting an offer on the property for 830 grand which uh you know i'll tell you is about $10,000 lower 
that I thought I should have gotten. Right. But at this point, you know, we've had this house for a while. It's on a hard money note. I'm paying a very high interest rate for the property. So it is nice to see it go. So we accepted the offer at $830,000. And obviously, the profit between $680,000 investment and eight thirty dollars beats a swift kick to the ass by a great deal. Right. So we're going to do fine. I would argue. We'll know for sure when it closes, but I think it's the best deal financially we've ever done. Uh, stand by on that. When we have Laura on the show, uh, we'll have it closed by then and we'll know the actual numbers. But financially, you know, it's, it's a six figure payday. And, and I guess I, I, my point in sharing all of this with you is sometimes the ones that seem the riskiest, okay? Sometimes the properties that seem outside of your league or capabilities are going to make you the most money, right? This, this flipping game that we do, including the Springs Hell House, has, has to have a certain amount of risk attached to it, right? If it were super easy to just go out and buy a property, put carpet and paint in said property, and sell it at this massive product, pro- profit, you know, they do TV shows on it. Wait, 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 they do. Oh, wow. And they, they make do. it look even easier. So they make it look pretty easy. Like in 30 minutes, they manage to solve all these problems, yeah. you know, and they make 150,000. This is not reality TV. Every people. time they do it's every single crazy. time. Like, how is it possible that every single time you're able to make all this money? Right. Explain that to me, Turek. Right. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Well, here's reality. Reality is that the reality TV shows of flipping are not reality at all. Okay. And, and I, the, on the foreclosure deals coach podcast, we try to give you the realities of being a real estate investor, which shooting straight with you has its ups. It has its downs, it has its sideways, but I love it. Right. I, I love this game and I hope because you're a devout listener to the show. We got a lot of people who been listening to the show for a while and we really appreciate that, that, that you have to really be into the story, right? You got to be into watching it. Have you ever hung out with the guy who can tell you every stat of every player in the NFL, you know, how long his, his, t- you know, 20 yard dash takes and all that stuff. Like people were just super obsessed yeah. with the sport, right? I'm super obsessed with real estate flipping. I like me a good football game, you know? Um, but I, I'm more obsessed with the idea of buying and selling property. So I want to know the stats, the stories, the reality. And yeah, I like making money, right? Obviously, if you're trying to get into real estate investing, it's because you want to do it to make money. By the way, if you don't want to do it to make money, do not go into real estate investing. Yeah, there's, a a lot, disaster, there's a right? lot easier things to do for not making money. Absolutely. <laughs> like if you just want to build pretty houses, because you think that's fun? You're going to lose your shirt and everything you own. I promise you don't do this unless you're into the money side. Okay. But in addition to making money, getting a cool story is neat, right? So we got to change community right? Sell somebody their dream home, employ some contractors, yep. keep the stores open, right? We, we spent a lot of money at Home Depot, you know, like it, what we add to the community as flippers goes well beyond the profit that we make, but it, it, there's always a story behind it. Okay. And obviously when you're watching A&E's flip this house, you're getting that story kind of drilled down into 30 minutes, but it doesn't really give you a full picture of what this is like. And, and I, I want to tell you like the contractor issues that we had were not abnormal, but they were also a pain in the butt. You know, we dealt with them. We got through them. We brought in a different contractor team twice. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. 
It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. Um, it's uh, it was not that's not something you want to do because you got to start over. You lose momentum. It's definitely an issue. But that's the woes. If you think they're handing out hundred thousand dollar profit checks just for kicks, you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot straight with you. You need to wake up, man. That's not how this works. This is a risk reward. No pain, no gain business, right? You got to be willing to put up with this stuff. And it's not like, and I got to tell you, Laura and I, we've been married now for five years. I should get that right because I can get in trouble if I don't say that right. I'm going to edit this part of the episode. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And, you know, we're we're a husband and wife flipping team. And I'd be lying to you if there were times that I, I really thought the marriage may not survive the business. You know, and that that's a painful reality to say, and I'm not trying to distract you from wanting to go into this, but I want you to understand that the stress of dealing with not only my wife, who's kind of a high-strung Romanian chick, um, on top of this business, is sometimes it's overwhelming, you know? In the end, we live an incredible lifestyle. I've got nothing to complain about. Um, we, we do pretty well financially on the scale of things. I'd say better than most people. Um, we're, we're generally happy, but the cost to get there and the Springs Hell House is a great example. It is not all easy, you know? And so the idea behind this, this does kind of segment into coaching. So I'm not going to turn this to a long commercial, but the, the idea behind what we do on the coaching side is first of all, if you came to me with, I'm doing my first flip and I want to buy something at the Springs Hell House level, I'm going to talk you out of it. Right. As your coach, right up front, I'm going to go not for your starter. Okay, yeah. The house you want to buy when you're getting started out is a pretty basic carpet and paint, maybe replace cabinets and appliances type deal. Right, You do not want to take on a massive nationally known property that can have all sorts of problems because where a lot of people go bad. The flipping shows make it look easy, but it's not easy. If it were easy, it wouldn't be as profitable as it is. That's true of everything right? Anesthesiologists like make like $400,000 a year. The trade-off is you got to go to school for almost 20 years, right? You have to get people right on the edge of death daily, right? And you have to pay stupid amounts of coverage, insurance coverage, because it's a very dangerous gig. Right. You know, on that, man. Yeah. It's gotta be crazy. Right. (laughs) You know what an anesthesiologist pays it. You know, my, my point is it's, it's not supposed to be easy. Y'all, you know, it's supposed to be complicated after 15 years of flipping. I am confident taking on an upper end deal. That's going to get national exposure. But when I'm coaching you on doing your first flip and the majority of my clients who come in on coaching are first time flippers. Okay. And we're walking you through the ins and outs of doing your first flip. And the big, p- biggest part of that is difficulty level needs to be 
low, right? We want, I mean, and having some handholding makes almost all difficulty level low because you've got somebody with 15 years, 200 deals. You know, when we're talking about me as a coach here who can walk you through those issues, but I can tell you that I would not have put any of my rookie clients, coaching students into that property. It was just far too complicated and expensive for most people to take on. This is not discourage you from doing your first flip, but that you understand that if you're looking to get started in the flipping business, whether you're going to get coaching or not, and obviously I advise that you do, you want to pick a property that's not going to bankrupt you. Right. And I, I can tell you the flipping shows don't tell you this part either. Something like 40% of people during their first flip, and I read this years ago, so I don't remember the exact stat, but a very high percentage of people who during their first flip lose money on them. Okay. And as easy as the shows make it look and the lifestyle looks like a bunch of fun, I can just buy a house, fix it up and sell it. I can tell you actual experience is that most people who do not have our experience or knowledge or coaching, I was blessed with a mentor very early on that I paid for who kept me out of hot water. And I promise you, if I did not have him to help me out, I would not be on this show having a discussion with you about the Springs Hell House right now. Okay. So how you get started is critical right? It was a great house, a great experience. We, we, you know, copied the news articles. We're going to, you know, frame it, put it up on the wall because it's something that my wife and I are going to cherish as a memory for, you know, hopefully the rest of our lives because it was a pretty big deal, but it's not where you want to start your career in flipping by any means, you know? And so I hope, I hope you'll read up on the story, you know, and if you have any questions about it, you want to learn anything, I, I think that my idea was to provide you with some detail on how the property went and the problems that we faced. You know, we had a plumbing issue that, that took place, getting the, uh, the meat freezer out of the basement uh, with the, uh, the really bad smell turned into like this big issue with the EPA and it was oh, just wow. it was, like toxic material. So that oh. became a problem. So you're, um, so you're saying I inhaled toxic material. You know, you're the one who opened the door, bro. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. Like, I know it seemed like a good idea at the time, but like, it's one oh, of those man. things that you got a cool story to tell now yeah, too. Right? Yeah. I got two if years I, of rancid meat in a freezer. I decided to open the door. What, what was going through your head? That's you the know, question. What's that thing on your, on your face, John? Ah, man, you should have been there when I opened that meat freezer, man. <laughs> Unfortunate growth, but uh, it's weird, right? <laughs> uh, but live and learn. I think next time you see a you know a meat freezer that's been sitting unplugged for two years, you might not open that door, uh, right? You know, you're a smarter person as a result real estate, of this, man. This is the thing you learn every day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in that same vein, and where we're getting close to the time, but we bought another property, and we thought about coining it Springs Hell House too, because it was a meth lab, and it was just kind of a a very messy property off of um, a Fillmore, and you know, got about halfway through the planning phase on this thing, and I'm looking at Laura and, and you know our our operations team, and I'm going, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> Yuck! Right, and Ew. so we opted to wholesale it off. And uh, so we, we didn't make as much on it as we would have if we had flipped it, obviously, but we made a couple bucks. So that's the opportunity for wholesalers out there, right? You find deals out there where you don't have to lift a finger on the property. You know, I'm going to make 15 grand probably on the deal, nothing compared to what I would have made fixing it up and selling it myself. But sometimes if your experience level, or in my case, desire puts you in a position where you just don't have the energy to do it again, especially after coming off the hell house and 47 other flips last year. Um, we just opted to wholesale it off because that was the best option for us. And that's what's funny about the market. You know, what's good for you 
may be obviously good for somebody else who's going to buy this property and fix it up because they have the energy and they want to do it. You see what I'm saying? Um, but that's how the market operates. Some of it's just timing, right? We don't do every deal that comes across our desk. Some we buy and fix up. Some we buy and wholesale off. Some we buy and put right back on the market in the same condition we bought it in, make a couple bucks on it, sell it to somebody else. You know, the point is, is as you establish your career in this real estate investing thing, you will know what the right exit strategy for you is in that moment, you know, and you'll adapt that over time. You'll adapt that. Maybe you've got a top notch GC and, and we do now too, but before we did, um, you know, it made sense to get rid of a lot of these because we didn't have the general contracting relationships to get some of these things done that would be impossibly complicated for most people. You know, uh, if you're already in that spot, maybe you're a general contractor yourself, maybe you like swinging a hammer, you might take on a different level of property. You know, the, the goal is to, for you to understand that it does change on a case by case, a house by house and a time by time basis. It's never the same thing. And I think that's what I love about this industry. I think what I love about this job is it just, you just don't know until it happens what you're going to do with it. You know, so I'm a deal whore, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to doing them because I, I know that we'll find a way out of it, not in a negative way, but we always manage to make a profit. Not always. That's the other thing. Sometimes you do lose money right. in this. Not very often. Like if you're doing this right, your lose ratio should be 5% or less, you know, so we're talking one in 20, right? If you're doing this correctly with the right guidance and right you know, the right planning. But that, that is to say that this is an investment thing. And anybody says they make money on an investment hundred percent of the time. It's not somebody you should be taking investment advice from, you know, because either they're not doing enough investing or they're full of it. In either case, you don't want to take advice from that person. Right. Right. So we do, we, I, I would say that's probably an accurate assessment of our loss ratio, about 5%. Something catches us off guard. We own it too long. Um, there's an issue with the property we weren't planning on and we end up having to write a check at closing. It's not an enjoyable thing, but it has happened. You know, um, you can't make a business off of it, but the upside to me losing money is now I can coach people and get them into the business without them having to take that additional risk themselves. Cause I promise you, I've made every mistake you're thinking about making twice, right? So Again, I think the money you invest in any coaching, and it doesn't matter if it's me um, or any of the guys that are out there, the money you invest in coaching is generally designed to reduce your risk so you can increase the probability that you get successful. We're super happy about how Springs Hell House came out. Um, it has It's under contract. It has not yet closed, uh, but it's currently under contract. By the time you hear this, um, it will likely be closed. Um, but stuff happens in the deal, right? Stuff happens. Who knows? You know, it's, it's at this point, we just do our best effort to provide a good product for the market. We build it as nice as we can. We make it really pretty and we hope somebody comes along and buys it. And that's, that's really what the whole process looks like. Repeat that 47, 50 times per year. And it's really profitable. But to be frank with you, when you're buying deals at this margin, you don't need to do 50 of them. I mean, I'd love to do 50 deals at hundred thousand dollars in profit. I'd, be, I'd have a Ferrari for Monday and one for Tuesday. <laughs> We're killing it, man. <laughs> right? But it's not realistic. Like, uh, what, what our process teaches is how to be consistent, right? How, do you, how can you do a consistent, whatever your goals are, how do you break that to a consistent, realistically attainable number, right, where you're getting like a job, right? It's a business that's predictable and consistent, right? And you're making a consistent living off it for the past 
I think six years I've made my living on flipping houses. You know, um, I've been doing it for 15, but I had other jobs. I was a real estate agent for a long time. It's just those past couple of years, like, you know what? I don't really want to do the retail side as much. Um, so we're not focused on that anymore. So we make our living primarily from flipping in our rental properties. You know, that's the objective is to get out of the rat race and do the parts that you like. I really like the flipping part. We loved the process of Hell House. I love walking through that property now. And I, you know, if I didn't already own too many properties as rentals and in you know, residences as is, I would totally consider moving into the Hell House now that it looks the way it does now. Yeah. You know, cool neighborhood, really, you know, nice finishes. We got to pick the finishes, so obviously yeah. we like them, right? Um, that's the cool thing about this gig. Like you might move a lot, like you might find another house you like more. You know, real estate is a lifestyle, though. It's a way of life, not just a business. So that's the show. Um, look up hashtag Springs Hell House. Uh, take a look at it. If you have any questions about the deal? If you are in the Colorado Springs market, you may have again by the time you hear this, it's likely closed. So please do not bother. The new owners, they may not appreciate you <laughs> dropping by, but um, you know, hopefully if you are in town, you got a chance to take a look at the property. We met a lot of people at the property um, there and, and the news and all that. Um, if not, you'll have to live vicariously through the pictures. And you know, if you're super gutsy, I guess you could ring in the doorbell and say, hey, Donnie mentioned your property. Can I come in? Hey, man, I wanted to stop by for a drink. They should slam the door in your face. I would. But um, – <laughs> I think I think these people know what they're buying. I think they know that this thing made the national news, right. and we and we dutifully warned them that actually the press said they wanted to meet the buyer and have a conversation. So uh-huh. their 15 minutes of fame is just about to begin. Uh, so pretty cool. In the end, it was just a flip. You know, it was a nationally acclaimed flip, and it was really neat. And it was a lot of fun. But in the end, it's what we do every single day: buy low, fix them up sell high, make profit. And certainly we want to do that with you right here on the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. Great place to learn about how to buy the best deals in the foreclosure market that doesn't even really exist yet. But once we get there and things start foreclosing again, it's going to be a great time to understand this process. And hopefully I've done it a couple of times because when it gets good, and I think it's about to, it's going to get really good. So stand by. This is going to be the place for all the information you need to be a successful real estate investor right there in your local market. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thanking you so much for tuning in. Please, please check out hashtag Springs Hell House on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you social media. Love to show you what we did with that property. And I'm certainly hoping you get to do your first deal relatively soon with our coaching program. This is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thank Thank you for tuning in and remember don't buy a house buy a deal want more of the foreclosure deals coach hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset methodology and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text deal to get a list of foreclosures in your area